We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How is Stephanie today? I am really well. I got to tell you why, because we're back in the studio again, live yes. in person. Yep. And I, I can love. reach over and touch you. <laughs> well, we're usually live together like this, but our, our, a lot of times our guests are doing a Zoom because we've had COVID and yep. all the blues mm-hmm. and what have you going on. But it's just so nice to see people face to face. And I'm glad to say that today's guest, I've known one for years and years to come. And the other one I just met for the first time today. And her name is Nicole Colley. And Nicole, either you had a really big lunch or you're expecting a baby. <laughs> I've got just a couple months left. <laughs> Truly. So what's the due date? Um, August 27th. Oh, so my we'll, gosh. We'll see if I make it that long. My other kids have been a little early. How so many I, other kids do you have? I have three right now. Oh, what are their ages? Six, four, and two. We'll say hi to them. What are their names? <laughs> let's, let's say hi to them. What's their names? All right. They are Cora, Dean, and Addie. Hi, kiddos. Oh, they'll love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, Nicole, your title is pretty serious here. You are the Senior Development Manager yep. of Alzheimer's Association. In Michigan, yes. Okay, and that is a huge and very needed organization in our area. How long oh, yeah. have you been with them? Um, I have been with, oh, let's see, I've been with the organization in a staff capacity for four years, and I volunteered okay. for somewhere like six or seven years before that. Did you have experience with this disease before becoming involved with Alzheimer's Association? Yeah, I worked in long-term care and memory care for about 10 years, um, and then in 2016, my grandfather was also diagnosed, oh, so it became yeah. very much personal and professional to that at that point. That is very hard, extremely yeah. hard. Jay, have you known anybody that's oh, had Alzheimer's? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, Alzheimer's seems to hit everybody just uh, uh, you know, personally, just about everywhere. My uh, my father-in-law died of that. My grandmother really? just died of Alzheimer's. Yep. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, it's yeah. So it's it's definitely rampant everywhere. Well, it takes somebody who really cares about that to, to be part of the organization and see it every day. And that's why I'm so glad that my friend David Hines, he moved here from New York and he said, what's something I can help the community and give back and do something? And he was looking so hard for the job was going to make that fit happen. And I got to say, Dave, I'm so David, I'm so grateful and glad that you found Alzheimer's Association. How long have you been with them now? So I've been in Michigan. I've been in Michigan for about a year and a half and I've been with the Alzheimer's Association since December. Okay, well, I know it's a perfect fit for you because you do care about people. Now, have you had experience with others that have Alzheimer's? Unfortunately, we have. Uh, currently, my mom is living in an assisted living facility in New Jersey. Oh, what a know. And that. we moved here to Michigan to help my mother-in-law, right. who's also been diagnosed with dementia. I, oh, I did goodness. know that. I know. And you're so kind because I know I was told how how kind you are and that you take care of her and you talk to her and you're patient with her and that you do so much for her and that takes a big person to do that for a mother-in-law especially so i mean that's that's huge that you do that so i'm so glad you're in that thank position. you well, it, it's just the right thing to do it's what you yeah. do for your loved ones and she loves you i yeah. know for sure does she always remember you when you come in oh yeah so she's in early stages of dementia okay um it's impacting her ability to handle finances or live alone oh. but she still has her wits about her she's um She's a pretty, she's a pretty feisty woman. Oh, I know she is. And she likes her chocolate. She's a little shorty she, and she, she has, does. she'll take like a broom to get the chocolate she off like, the top. She likes her sweets. Yeah. She's taking her cane to the refrigerator just to get stuff off the top. I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, we all kid about, I think I have Alzheimer's. I call, I think I have some timers. Sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. But as much as we can joke about it, it could be a serious issue. What are the signs? Either one of you can answer that. When you know there is an actual problem or is it just eh, old age that you kind of forget things? But when yeah. is it something that should be identified? 
I'll let David elaborate a little bit if he wants to, but kind of my go-to example is it's, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm forgetting things, so it must be that, but it's it's more of forgetting how to use things or if it's oh. really impacting your daily, daily life. So it's less like I forgot where I put my keys and it's more like, can I retrace my steps to find those keys or do I even know what to do with my keys when I do find them? Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad said he kind of forgot how to drive. I mean, he was driving and yeah. thought, where am I going? And then he got, I guess there's something called sundowners when it starts yes. to get- Yes. The Later sun starts the to Yes. Mm -hmm. And then he found himself, he was driving in Saginaw someplace. And he was just coming to my house, which is a five minute drive. Yep. Right. And that's why sometimes it's very hard to convince somebody you should not no longer drive. Give me your keys. He came right in and gave us his keys and said, I don't want to drive ever again. Yep. That was my grandfather too. Yeah. And he yeah. was such a strong, powerful man. He was an actor and director and owned his own businesses and created his own ways to make money. For him to say that, we knew it must have been something serious. Yeah. So, gosh. And, and I think it's different for everyone. Um, I think sure. everyone responds differently to whatever condition they're living with. Uh, for example, with my mother, mm -hmm. she went into a phase of being paranoid that things were being taken from her home. Oh, I've heard of that. So in turn, she would secure objects, she would wrap them, she would tie them up, she would hide them in a drawer uh -huh. and forget she had done that. And when she realized she needed the item she hid, she got angry thinking someone stole it because oh, she forgot sure. she had done that. I've, yeah, my friend's mom's um, like that. It's, it's a problem. It is, it is. It, it, it causes a lot of tension in the family and oh, yeah. makes it really difficult for caregivers. And then they don't trust their loved ones trying right. to take care of them. You know, why mm -hmm. are you telling me to do this? Right. Is it wrong for me to interrupt and say, I just love the way you say draw? <laughs> I love that. I did notice that. I, know. I didn't notice I said draw in a particular way. <laughs> I did a draw. I think that just made me a giggle. I think I like that. Is that from your New York accent? <laughs> I don't think I have a New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> or is that a Long Island thing? It's not like a Massachusetts, actually, the draw. Mm. <laughs> I visited a lot of places, but only lived in New York. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was very charming. So I, I did you. like that. So now you guys, what can you do for somebody who has Alzheimer's? Let's just say I, I realize I have it, like my dad did. He realized he had it. Or like with you, David, your mother has it or your mother-in-law. What can we do for somebody? What do you guys offer that we can do to help somebody? What's out there? So my role as program coordinator in the central region is to organize and create program opportunities for communities throughout the counties. We can do support group um, for caregivers. We can create oh, good. safe spaces for caregivers to join others, to talk about their experiences, learn from other people's experiences, and just get away from that constant frustration and stress of caregiving. We can also, huge. We can also do community education programming where we can bring our educators to any place in any community to talk about anything from the 10 signs of all, the 10 warning signs mm -hmm. to really in-depth uh, learning about late stage Alzheimer's and what that means. Uh, but what we do is we work, we partner with organizations like yours, mm -hmm. with the MTA, to get the word out to the community and to the public for them to, to see that we can do this they tell us they're interested, we partner with them, we create the venue, and we provide the information. Well, no, Rise to Wellness will get people to anything health and wellness, you know, doctor's appointment, you know, maybe the eye doctor, or whatever you might need to do, dentist. And um, that is free for veterans, and it's also free for veteran spouses. So if you know of any, maybe the veterans that are having some problems with Alzheimer's, it's totally free for them. And a lot of times the um, credit, your uh, insurance card on the back of there has a phone number. Mm -hmm. If you call there, you can ask for medical transportation. And that is covered for free as well. So usually That's the great. insurance companies might give you like five or four, six, whatever, a month. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to know. 
mail. People don't realize that. So that's something you can share with them as well. Right. Yeah. The back of their insurance card. Medical transportation. If they say transportation, they'll say, no, we don't cover that. But it's yeah. medical, medical transportation yeah. that helps. Now, interesting you mentioned the veterans community. Mm-hmm. Although all of our programs are available to everyone in the general public, yeah. we offer some specific services. Okay. So we just started a support group for caregivers of veterans living with dementia oh, great. or caregivers who are veterans. And oh. we've made this, it's a support group that's available virtually, which means you can attend from anywhere with an internet that's connection. Right. So it's happening here in the Michigan chapter, but it's open to everyone across the country. Wonderful. Um, and we realize there are some very special needs for oh, veterans yes. as, as the as they age, there are different experiences. Their PTSD is different mm-hmm. than it is for just the general public. Um, Absolutely. So we, we also have groups for men who are not comfortable talking about what they're doing for, the, for their wives with other women in the room. Oh, absolutely. So it's a group where men can just be amongst other guys who are going through the same thing and be completely comfortable and safe to talk about what they're going through. How thoughtful is that? You don't even think about those things if you don't have to go through it yourself. Right. And again, that's another group that they're making it virtual so folks can attend from anywhere. Now, is there a cost for this if somebody needs to do the All services from the association are free. Really? Mm-hmm. So how do you, who pays for that? How do you get your funding to pay for that? Well, here's where Nicole comes <laughs> All right, comes Nicole. <laughs> so we've got kind of a few different things going on, but by far our largest fundraiser that kind of makes all of the money that pays for these things that we do in the community is our walk to end Alzheimer's. We have uh, 24 walks across the state of Michigan. Um, so here in Genesee County, I manage the Flint Walk. Um, this year is going to be on October 8th in the flat lot downtown. Good to know. Okay. Um, and so that's, it's, it's really interesting, you know, when we were talking about partnering with people to get the word out there and get awareness out there, it's it's an entire peer-to-peer model that the whole company is based on. So even down to fundraising specifically, it's a peer-to-peer program. So we might be fundraising some and doing sponsorships with companies, but then our walkers who are signing up with their families or with their coworkers are creating teams and they're fundraising. And that's where the majority of our money comes from. So it's all raised by people here in this community that really care about the cause and want to be able to continue funding those programs. So um, our walks raise money to be able to fund our programs like David mentioned. We also have a 24 seven helpline available. Um, This is kind of like as the field staff that's just kind of out talking to people every day, that's the number one thing that I always recommend when I meet somebody new that's going through, like when you asked, what do you offer people? The first thing that I tell them to do is call the 1-800 line because it's kind of our one-stop shop. Like you can call that and you can ask any question. It can just be, I need a new doctor. Can you tell me what's in the area? Oh, and we good. can pull anything by zip code. Um, it can be, I just really need to vent because it's been a really rough week with my loved yes. one and I don't know what to do. Absolutely. Um, you can talk through any situations. It's literally, you can call anytime with anything and it's completely free. And we even offer, we even also offer uh, one-on-one care consultations where you can uh, sit down or over the phone with one of our social workers and talk through what your unique family situation is. So when I meet somebody for the first time that's just been diagnosed, I suggest calling the hotline and asking about a care consultation because a lot of times today we still have this issue where there's there's not enough education in the field even in the health field, right? Sure. And so people get a diagnosis and it's kind of like, okay, here it is, good luck. And sometimes you get a doctor that knows a lot and gives you resources and sometimes you don't. And so a lot of times families get this and then they're like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, and so a care consultation is a really great way for people to be able to sit down and talk through what their specific family needs are and map out kind of a plan moving forward. Um, so our walks are kind of what powers all of that. 
So the next walk is October 8th. Yes. All right. And what if somebody doesn't want to walk or they do want to walk and they want to donate either way? Either way. Well, how can they donate yeah. like right now before they walk? <laughs> One of the things I've been trying really hard to communicate this year is just the idea of walk not being just about walk day or just about physically walking. Um, the walk is completely free to sign up for. So oh, people are more than really? welcome to sign up and come walk and they don't have to fundraise if they don't want to. Um, and then on the flip side of that, if people want to kind of join and be a team in spirit and maybe maybe a bunch of coworkers at a company want to do something internally and use it as team building and do something in the office, but then they don't come on walk day, that's also fine. Um, I have some people that like even my own family team, we have some people that are local and then there's some family that even live on maybe the other side of the state. They join our team in spirit and maybe they share on social media and they fundraise and that kind of thing, but then they might not be physically walking with us on walk day. Okay. So it kind of covers both sides and people are able to be involved no matter what. But if you want to donate, you think I really like this, my mother-in-law has it and I want to give back because they help me so much. How can they donate just anytime? So our walk website um, is act.alz.org slash Flint. That's our specific local website. Um, so if you know somebody already that's walking and you want to donate, you can just search for them by name. Um, if you're somebody who just wants to be able to sign up and fundraise and maybe you can't come walk, but you still just want to fundraise, you just register and there's an option when you register to say, yes, I want to walk or no, I don't want to. Um, and so you can put that right on there and then just start fundraising right on the website. Okay. But so is there, I'm just thinking somebody who just wants to donate in general. Yep. That's the only way to do it is through the walk. Either through the website or um, people can also mail checks to our office. They can contact one of us that are listed on the website to come pick up checks. Um, any of that. Yeah. Okay. Because I know every little bit helps. That's yep. for sure. Yeah. So what, is there any other fundraisers you guys do throughout the year? Is it just the walk? Not fundraiser, I guess, but the activities? Was that- um, the walk is our kind of main event. We do have a couple things like leading up to, like um, I know we were kind of talking before we got started today. This past weekend, we were at the Flint Farmers Market and it was a group of volunteers and committee members that helped plan the walk. And it was kind of our big splash for the summer of get, like letting the community know that the walk is coming up. And so we purpled out the whole farmer's market. A lot of the vendors were absolutely amazing and they partnered yes. with us and wore our t-shirts and sold our little promise garden oh, flowers. That's and nice. So that was Wait really cool. So. Sold your garden flowers, what's that about? We have um, promise garden flowers for the walk. It's kind of our signature piece. And so um, for walk day itself, there's four different colors and each color stands for something different. It's your relationship to the disease. Oh. And so um, going through each of the colors, if you, every person that comes to the event gets one of these flowers. So if you come and um, pick up a purple flower, it means that you've lost somebody to the disease. Oh. If you get a blue flower, it means you're living with it. A yellow flower means that you're caring for somebody. And an orange flower means that you're not personally affected, but you just share the vision of a world without okay, Alzheimer's. Okay, that's going to ask for that. And then we also keep one white flower that stays up on the main stage, and that's our symbol of hope for a cure. Aww. Hoping that one day somebody will be able to hold the first official white flower. That's another good so. question. Is there anything you can do to prevent this from happening, if you know it's in your family, or to help it, maybe a diet or some kind of exercise or any kind of brain exercise? Is there anything you guys have come across that's going to be helpful? So there's... it's. It, there's not a wonderful answer to that. There's like yeah. healthy habit type things. Oh, for anybody, sure. <laughs> eat, yeah, um, eat healthier, walk. There's, yeah, there's healthy habit type things. I mean, one of the things we always say is heart health is brain health. Those are tied together, so that's good. As far as diet, one of the things that has come out a lot is the Mediterranean diet being yes. specifically linked. Um, keeping up with things like brain games, exercising, getting enough sleep. 
all of those types of things Would are candy good crush for it. There, candy crush at all? <laughs> I mean, maybe a little. Sudoku <laughs> might get you a little bit further, but what is you it? never know. What's it called? <laughs> like doing more like word and number puzzles. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah, Wordle. That's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but those are all fun, and, and yeah. uh, getting aside, that's got to help your brain, right? Yep. When you're trying to think of puzzles exactly. and things, and to put together a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be good for the brain good. as well? Yeah. All those things are fun too. So yeah, do it as a family if you know somebody's having problems. Just staying safe. active in general, both physically and mentally. Absolutely. Now, of course, there's really no way to really prevent it. It just helps it, so it you know. Just like your your it. risk factors are yeah. a little bit lower if okay. you try to do those things, Good. basically. Yeah, I know my mother, my grandmother used to put together the um, the puzzle within the like the New York Times every Sunday. Oh. And those were hard and she yeah. could do those. So I knew she was smart and that kept her mind going. Unfortunately, she passed away from a uh, brain aneurysm, but she definitely kept smart, you know, right on top of things at the very yeah. end. And you want that. You don't want anybody taking care of you. You want to make sure you can take care of yourself the best possible way. So um, this is wonderful, you guys. People don't realize the services are out there. And exactly. like you said, for the caregivers, when you just have to vent, you just have so much going on. And yeah. what's that phone number again they can call? Uh, the phone number is 800-272-3900. Okay, that's pretty easy to remember as well. Yeah. All right. And the website again? Um, our walk website is act.alz.org slash Flint. And the main website is just alz.org. So you can go there to find any information whatsoever about the disease itself, about services available. You can put in zip code to find the closest things to you. You name it. Okay. Well, I know David and I had seen each other when we were going to the um, Senior Power Day out there at Crossroads Village. That was as really well attended. A yeah. lot of people came out that way. And they had a lot of information they could pick up and use later. You might not need it right now, but you might need it later on. Everybody at some point is going to need it. Absolutely. Or know mm-hmm. of somebody, yes. So my, um, the CEO, Ed Benning from MTA, has said, today you might be driving, tomorrow you might be riding. So it's good to have all the information ahead of you to know what, what's it's out true. there for you. So yeah. thank you both so much for coming in to share the information with us. Is there anything else you want to mention before we... Well, I do want to say um, it's June. It's Pride Month. So happy Pride to all your listeners. Okay. Absolutely. And... Uh, we'll be tabling. We'll be tabling at Flint Pride on June 25th to share our information with the LGBTQ plus community. Awesome! And, and where is that going to be held? It'll be. Um, it's downtown Flint. Okay. For Pride Day. Okay. Maybe the flat lot, the area down there. We can look it up. We'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that on your website? I believe it is. So, okay. Well, so we, can... we 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 have started recently working with the HIV positive community. Oh, good. Because as we know, people living with HIV, the community is aging now. Right. People are living longer, living better lives, experiencing dementia and Alzheimer's. Sure. sure. So we're looking at the types of services we can provide folks living with HIV that might be supportive in everything else they're doing. Somebody just asked me about that because years back, that was the big thing, you know, HIV positive. And we don't even hear about it any longer. It just kind of felt the place of the earth. But but it's still out there, obviously. Well, it's it's still still out there and new infections are still happening. It's not like it's gone. There's no cure. Uh, But science, medicine advances have made it really easy to live a long, healthy life. Yeah, before it was a death sentence. When you had it, it's like, that's it. You're going to be gone. Well, thank you for sharing that, David. And thank you so much, Nicole. Good luck thank on the baby. You. Thank you. So is the name <laughs> Stephanie, if it's a boy or girl? <laughs> <laughs> I think is it's there fit. a way to make that a boy name? I'm not uh, sure. Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, sure, sure. See, go. it works. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen K. You could, <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for the knowledge and for helping out the community because that's what we need. Yeah, and Jay and I, absolutely. Thanks I, for having you us. You bet. And I hope you like your little treats we gave you, some high glass cleaner and some. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. Nicole picked the blue because you're all about Michigan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
And David picked the red because his big brother always took the blue away from him first. We found out. <laughs> but imagine your red watch. It's all power colors. There you go. All right. We hope to see you guys out again. So hopefully. Thanks for having us. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. And yeah. any last minutes from, last words from you, Jay? Nope. I have nothing left. Okay. <laughs> well, that's only fair. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Now you know where to listen. It's On the Road with the MTA. It's every week that we do this. And we go out in the community and find great partners like yourselves. And anything that might help the community, whether it's free, something out there they didn't know about, because you're never alone when we're here with MTA. That's right. So thanks for listening and stay safe. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to MTA. On the Road with MTA and Jay and Stephanie (laughs) K. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.